it did have Ryan Reynolds in it, so that piqued my interest because love him. Um, did he keep his shirt on? Well, he was like the voiceover for Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Med Staff with your hosts, Jamie Zerlingo and Nina Granger. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nina. Today, we have another one of our recruiter spotlight features. Today, we have Mark Lau. Mark, how are you? Hey, hello there, neighbor. I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Mark has been with Atlas since, oh gosh, um, last summer? Uh, uh, last March, so 18 months. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you've been here a while. So, um, Mark, tell us about yourself. What brought you to Atlas? Uh, devastating good looks. Uh, they, they, they sought me out uh, as this is an audio podcast. Hopefully everybody's catching the humor in that. Um, I'm actually You're looking for a model. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> we need a hand model to work remotely, please. Um, actually, a good friend of mine, Lindsay Martin, was a recruiter, now manager here. Is, was just touching base with her. I knew that her career path had changed from the college coaching world where I had first met her. And just touched base and said, hey, what are you doing now? And, and I heard uh, about working with Atlas and I was looking for some changes myself and literally just kind of fell into it. It's just through a friend. Yeah, that's awesome how that works. Um, I, I love all the connections in how people found Atlas. A lot of times it is, oh, I worked with so-and-so and they told me, you know, this is a great place to work. And um, if you didn't already know you guys, uh, we do have that nice referral bonus. So if you're a traveler with us and you're enjoying your time, you do get a bonus if you refer one of your friends. Fun little, um, or good time to make that plug, huh? Um, <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't mind an extra 750 coming at them. Exactly. Right? So Mark, were you a coach then previously? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, volleyball was the sport of choice after I realized I was awful at most everything else I played. Uh, so I started actually just doing some camps and such when I was still in college and loved it and fell in love with it and always knew I was going to coach. Uh, and then kept playing, playing professionally, uh, then came back to the States and was still coaching. And so, yeah, I've been involved in this incestuous relationship with, with, the, with my sport for 28 years now, uh, this spring, wow. um, which just makes me old. Uh, again, since this is audio, nobody can see my gray hairs, but they are certainly there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, coaching just cause I, I love, I love giving back to sport that gave me a lot. Um, so yep. Volleyball is my thing. I think it's such a good, um, work history to have in this industry that you already had experience coaching people kind of through what could potentially be their future career, like at the college level that they could go professional. Um, so that really applies here to recruiting travelers and, and nurses and allied professionals. Yeah, it certainly benefited me a great deal. Uh, just 
caring about people and going and uh, working with individuals of lots of different walks of lives. Um, and as much as we all see football and basketball coaches uh, on TV, um, a lot of that coaching is at smaller schools, uh, is at non-revenue sports, is um, it's not actually very, it's very little knowledge of your sport. Uh, it's, it's 12, 15, 16 hour days and only two or three of it being involved with your sport. So um, it, it's talking, it's selling, it's coaching, it's training. It's um, yeah, it's a lot of what we do as, as recruiters is, is talking to people and following up and just giving a rip about people and trying to set them up in scenarios where they can be successful. And sometimes having some unpleasant conversations of saying, Hey, this is not a good fit. Um, and, uh, and just trying to help people out. That's a really great point. And it definitely takes, you know, a certain special kind of personality to do what you guys do. As you guys know, I'm not a recruiter. I'm on the brand team. I do more of the behind the scenes creative stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, to be a recruiter, especially in this industry, um, is it takes a certain set of skills, but a set of skills that you can kind of gain from just about anywhere, just, you know, the right time and place and again the right person um but again mark thank you so much for joining us let's get started and talking about what we love most uh movies and television um so uh the question of the hour which is what we ask everybody um when they first come on the show because it tells a lot about you as a person what is your favorite movie of all time hard one to say all time because i'm a huge super 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 nerd uh but rudy uh sports fan uh, underdog story feel good story give me a reason to cry story uh yeah rudy i know that uh, you know unfortunately popping a lot of my own bubbles is i'm also aware like the, the movie was fictionalized all to all get out but gosh darn it it was done well <laughs> my father-in-law is this big dude he's like six five 300 pounds like big guy he was a he was a um football player in college and we always make fun of him because rudy is like the one movie that makes him cry like he's just like sobbing during this movie oh i ugly cry every time <laughs> every time exactly hey, no shame in that this is a big um favorite of my dad's too um who's in that we have um vince vaughn right one of his like first films and um sean astin is that right mm -hmm. and john favreau Oh, yeah, he's in. Oh, I love him. Nice. When did that movie come out? Like the like early 90s, right? It, it looks like it was 1993. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I was going to say 92, but yeah, it's I mean, clo close enough. And yeah. actually, it's on it's on Amazon Prime Video right now. Nice. Okay, so yeah. we can stream it. Cool. Um, no, so I'm going into the basement and pull out the VHS. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to throw back, you know, get the VHS. I love, like, I still have uh, tons of VHSs and DVDs from, from my childhood and from college. And um, I was uh, starting to go through all of my things in my house and, um, you know, get rid of the things we don't need. And I'm considering getting rid of my DVDs. Like, isn't that crazy now that it's it's so obsolete to buy a movie that, now it's like, oh, I can just, you know, have thousands on my little smart device, you know, whether it's your Apple TV or, or whatever. And, you know, now these discs that we used to collect, um, are just kind of worthless now. Um, do you guys still buy DVDs? Like, like now, like, would you buy a DVD today of a movie you, you really liked? I wouldn't. I, when I moved out of my parents' house into the house that I own with my husband, 
Um, I took like some of my favorite DVDs from there and I have not watched a single one of them. And we've owned our house for four years. So it's like, why would I buy anything? Because anything that I really want to watch, I can pretty much stream anywhere. Yeah. Or just pay a rental fee, you know, only a couple of bucks. And when are you going to watch it again? You know? Right. What about you, Mark? I'm, still, uh, I'm, I'm a huge discount shopper. So yeah, you, you throw me in a thrift store and for 99 cents, ah, I'll throw them in there. But otherwise, no, like the idea of brands new 1495. No, not, 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 not feeling it. And I mean, especially in today's times, like why would you physically go out and buy a movie when you could just stream it at home without even leaving your house, you know, keeping it socially distant. Um, but I have boxes of DVDs and still some VHSs as well that I'm, they're just sitting there collecting dust. And one day I'll, you know, I don't know, take them to my nearest goodwill, but, um, Rudy, that's awesome. That's one of my dad's favorite movies. Um, it, I, great underdog story. I love an underdog story. Speaking of, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with um, the movie Dodgeball. This reminded me of that. So we know the ending of Dodgeball and they're literally the underdogs, average Joes, and they win, you know, the tournament. Well, the original ending, they were actually supposed to lose. And then that was just the ending. Can you imagine if that's what ended up happening? No. I know it was such a perfect ending and um, they had said they wanted it to be kind of like, Hey, nice guys don't always finish last that, that type of thing or, or know that they do. And um, they did a test audience with that ending and just horrible. Everyone was so mad, like absolutely not. What a horrible payoff. So they changed it. Can you imagine these like great underdog stories that we watch because we want to root for the little guy, you know, and mm-hmm. to just pull that out from under you and be like, nah, he's not going to win. Cause that's real life. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch this movie to be reminded of the cruelties of real life. I watched this movie <laughs> to believe in something and escape, you know, like, ugh, can you so imagine? True. Yeah. yeah. I actually find that's, uh, I really love Clint Eastwood as a director. Uh, and I was raised with him even going as far back as his Western days, uh, watching some old flicks with, with, with my dad. But I've now finds that his movies are not massively uplifting. They're, they're pretty dark, pretty, pretty gritty. And yet uh, I appreciate the fact that it's not the standard movie that you're going you're gonna to see right off the shelf. It's not going to be another inbox movie. It's, it's going to be a little something that's going to cause you to feel something, even if it's unpleasant. That's very true. Yeah. Clint, did you see what is his newest movie that just came out where he was in? Was it The Mule? Did anyone see that one? I really wanted to see that and I didn't end up because, you know, COVID. It's crazy. (laughs) I think it was coming out in theaters. Was that like maybe last year? Yeah. I thought it was. Did we just talk about streaming, Nina? Did we just do that? Come on, girl. I know, I know. I know. I don't know. It just wasn't on anything to stream, I don't think. Otherwise, I would have seen it, I think. I wanted to go see it in theaters, and then I was Google like, "Play is kind of my, my my jam." Really? Yeah, it makes it easy. Nice. I it kind of makes me sad though because I think it might be one of his last roles. Um, I'm like not ready, not ready for it. No, he, he certainly lived a a long life and in plenty of years in front of this, in front of and behind the screen. So when he decides to wrap it up, it'll be it'll be iconic. So, um, Mark, you said that you typically enjoy like adventure films. So what are some other great films I, in that genre that you National really Treasure like? 1, National Treasure 2, they're done. Yes. We and talked about National Treasure. Coming out soon just makes my, my family just super, super over the top excited. 
That's so funny. I love uh, National Treasure too. We we reviewed that for the Fourth of July this year, and it just it hits me every time he says he's I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. It gets me every time. I love it. Love a good treasure story, treasure hunt. Speaking of which, I uh, actually just introduced uh, our family to a, <clears throat> an old school one, Romancing the Stone. Hmm. Michael Douglas. <laughs> Oh yeah, crocodiles. <laughs> I've heard of it. Crocodiles and uh, some smuggling and some some bad guys and Danny DeVito running around uh, down in South America. Good times. What's it called? Romancing the Stone. Hmm. How old I is it? Followed up by Jewel of the Nile. Not nearly as good, but yes, yes. You were, you got to be digging back to like '85 there if somebody's quick on their Google. Wow. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it's a, it's a it's an absolutely fantastic just old school adventure movie. Nice. What else like what on in the adventure category? Like have you seen anything recently that we might have seen? Recent releases. Not 85. <laughs> no, hey, hey, you know, it's a good throwback. Uh um so much there's not been anything really recent that i've seen that, that i think has been quality i, I saw the new uh, the latest rambo uh just because i felt like it was important to have some closure on that series uh but yeah it's definitely not an adventure story what um, did you think because i know my, that was on my husband's watch list way more violent than i was anticipating i was mm -hmm. you know thinking all right hey sure you know shoot him up no, no problem uh, and then i'm like holy cow he goes dark dark in terms of just gutting people and just mm. mass mass murder and yet uh yeah funny i had i had to tuck my wife into bed that night early and because that was not going to be the feel-good cuddle up movie so I, I had to watch that one solo which uh yeah <laughs> did you see different did you see the new john wick movie uh i have is that number three now or how many have they done that's a good question i think Wait, that was three right i think so too we saw it in theaters before the covid um yeah i did i have seen it and okay. I thought it was like know, excessively violent. His name's John Wick. So that's it, crazy. Yes. Yes. So shout outs to Brian John Wick. Um, hilarious. An old school friend of mine. So I just thought that that movie was like unnecessarily violent. Absolutely. And yet you go into there knowing that it's going to be. And so. True. But the whole time I was like, oh. <laughs> If you would have gone in there and, you know, it would have put on boxing gloves, it would have been like, everybody would be like, what is going on? Like, no, you, you're True. here to just, just dismantle people. I was new to the franchise when we oh. went to see it. So, like, I had to quick watch the first two before we went and saw it, the third one in theaters. And I was just like, oh, it's a lot for me. Lots of Anna Reeves actually still trains hardcore in a lot of that shooting style. So there's a shooting gallery uh that puts you through the paces out in la and he's there three four times a week actually training so i'm not saying that there's going to be a john wick four but i'm saying if there is he's ready he's fit i love it I love and now there's a new bill and ted's uh you know uh, i saw that yes yes have you has anybody actually watched that yet or mm -mm. no not yet but it is available for on demand right 
believe so. Yeah, it's. I have small people at my house now, so my my movie choices are changed from what they were. I hear that. <laughs> um, I actually saw. I was out um, in in Omaha. We have um, you know a couple of different like shopping centers that also have movie theaters. So I went Village Point, if anyone's familiar. The theater out there I saw is now open. And I'm sure as many of you are seeing that movie theaters are opening back up again with, you know, limited, um, you know, seating, of course, and having to wear masks. Um, I have yet to go see a movie yet in theaters again, as much as I would absolutely love to. But Nina was telling me the other day that she actually went and saw a movie. How did that feel after all this time? I did. Um, we live really close to a movie theater and we used to go every Tuesday. Marcus Theaters has $5 movies. So we used to go all the time. Um, so we'd seen that the theater opened back up and we're like, well, let's just like go see what it's like. Um, it wasn't too bad. We ended up seeing something that was that my husband chose, which was Detective Pikachu. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have probably normally gone on my way to watch it, but it did have Ryan Reynolds in it, so that piqued my interest because I love him. Um, did he keep his shirt on? Well, he was like the voiceover for Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got to enjoy his voice. Was it okay? Did you just close your eyes and visualize? Or <laughs> yes, what exactly. He does make a little cameo at the very, not a cameo, but he does make a little appearance at the very end of the movie. Um, you see him in the movie, but... Um, it was it was interesting. It really wasn't that bad of a movie, actually. It was pretty cute, but the whole experience. I'm glad that I did. You know, I'm glad that I <laughs> didn't pay a full amount of money to go see it. I guess, um, but it really wasn't a terrible experience. There wasn't very many people there. Um, they social distance. Like when you go to buy your seat, um, you only have a couple to choose from, and then they do like you can order ahead your food. So we got popcorn, and then they just put it like on this rack um, by the concession stand and you just pick it up um so they make it pretty easy and you just have to wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking and they obviously have you sanitize and they clean the theaters really well so um it really didn't bother me too bad i wasn't too concerned but i think that now that real movies not not real movies but not brand new movies are have been what they have been showing but now they're starting to come out with a few new ones like i know the new x-men movie is out um and then russell crowe has a new movie that's out um and that bill and ted movie is also going to be in theaters so i think that traffic might start picking up a little bit more in the theaters nice mark what was the last movie you saw in theaters if you can think back that far <laughs> it feels like forever oh no i mean it, I, it, it pushed me back over a year at this point. So wow. no, not, not a clue. Uh, <laughs> my oldest is 16 years old and um, brought something back to nostalgia to me. And she wants to a drive in the other day. Oh yeah, we were talking so about that. I, I've heard from a few friends around the country, a few travelers out there that that are re-falling in love with the idea of, of, of drive-ins. Um, Caught, she caught a double feature, you know, and with, with, with her friends, no dating, thank goodness, allows me to re remain some vestige of, of hair on my head at this point, uh, but just hang out at drive-ins and, you know, a pretty easy and fun way to social distance and still have your snacks too. 
Absolutely. We were talking about that, I think, with Peter on his episode, you know, that, that drive-ins are making a comeback. And I just, I love that. I love that so much. And uh, yeah, it's safe and it's still a way of getting out, but being safe and just doing something outside of your home. Um, and now we have better technology to do it too. Um, I actually remember it may have been the only movie I've seen in a drive-in. It was Godzilla. Um, I remember seeing that when I was maybe like six or seven years old with my family at the drive-in. Yeah. You ever been to a drive-in? I have. Um, there was one in Council Bluffs, which is like 30 minutes outside of Omaha, um, up until like halfway through high school for me. So it was still open in like 2006 or seven. Um, so the last time I went to a drive-in, we saw a double feature and it was Cars the original Cars movie and one of the Pirates of the Caribbean, whichever one came that out. Sounds like, like a fun night. Yeah, it was like 2006 or 2007. So um, yeah, it was fun um, though. Man, that's like double features. I was so tired by the end. It was like, you know, you have to wait till it gets dark out anyway. So it's late. And then to watch two movies back to back, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get out of here. But it makes it like worth your trip to go and see more than one movie, I think. Right. That's funny. You guys that remember you... one of the first movies that came out in a series came out back to back, like same time, almost the exact same release date. What was it? Back to the Future 2 and 3. Wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's because um, uh, Michael J. Fox was starting to look too old for his part, right? So they had to film them pretty quickly together. I don't remember why. I just remember doing it and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. That mom was was okay to, to spend like seven dollars. We got the chance to see two flicks. It was it was ridiculously cool. Back to back, back to the <laughs> back to back, back to the future. <laughs> yeah. It's a mouthful. Um, that's I uh, I remember in high school, shortly before the third Toy Toy Story film came out, they were doing double features at just the regular theater of the first and the second one. And I remember I went with a bunch of friends and yeah, that was a long night too for a teenager, probably not, but you know, two, you know, hour and 30 hour and 40 minutes. I mean, that gets with an intermission, you know, intermission in quotations, you know, that was a three, four hour night. So, but there, there's hardly anybody there and it was actually a ton of fun, but I didn't realize that that was like a thing. I'd never even like, I guess I've like heard of double, double features, but I didn't know it was such a common thing, but um. No, that sounds like fun. I'm really glad that drive-ins are coming back because I just love anything old and, uh, you know, vintage, I guess. And so if I can go out and see a movie and do it safer than um, possibly sitting, you know, near people, um, I'm going to do it that way. So that's definitely something I'm happy about. I love it. I also think it's funny that I'm like, oh, you know, like sitting for a double feature is like forever long, but I can, you know, knock out six episodes of netflix in a row in my basement like no problem so it's kind of funny that's true it definitely feels it hits different yeah when you're binging something as opposed to watching you know a couple movies at a time um but speaking of binging um there are those shows that um we can still watch over and over their favorite shows and so i asked um mark what his favorite show of all time was and he said another um one that some, um another one of our recruiters said was their favorite as well which is seinfeld um which i think is you know a classic 90s and 80s sitcom that is going to you know carry that's on that's prime time for me jamie come on <laughs> 
It's just, um, I like Seinfeld. It was a little bit, a little bit before my time, but that is, that's the nice same. thing about being able to stream things now is now we can watch all these great shows from, you know, the eighties and nineties. So true. I never got into it. Um, but also I feel like it was like a, in that time you're either like team Seinfeld or team friends, maybe. Ooh, yeah. I was team friends. Sorry about it. <laughs> Well, no, that was that was date night was 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 Team Friends, and then uh, you know the everything else was 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 Team Seinfeld. So I, I I had no allegiance other than whatever was gonna get me a chance to get a little bit closer to my now wife. So that's cute. Have you guys watched it or any of it really like recently? Rewatched? Uh, Throwback to the good old days parts and and yet at this point it's now in our house currently we've got a 16 year old a 14 year old a 10 and an 8 year old so trying to find something that's going to maintain everybody's attention and also yeah uh, life's just different so no we we end up getting a whole lot of what do you want to watch i don't know what do you want to watch fold some laundry and pass out (laughs) yeah how do you have time to watch anything really uh, good thing uh, I'd like to stay up late, uh, but then also the early morning phone calls are are just awesome. So you know when people are like, hey, so when can I reach you as a recruiter? I'm like, well, I'm up by six a.m. and I shut off my phone by about eleven. So if you don't give me those seven hours, I'm gonna get cranky. But send me a text. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what's up. So um, tell us why Seinfeld is your favorite. Like what, like what time in your life were you when you were watching Seinfeld for the first time? Because it's kind of fun with your favorite show. You have those memories of when you watched it. Like Friends, for example, I say this all the time, is like such a family show that a lot of people watched with their, with their families. And so they have that nostalgia with that. So I feel like Seinfeld is very similar. So, um, so why is it your favorite show? Um, growing up, I never had cable, uh, so which, which, which dates me, uh, and that's okay. Uh, I, I'm old, uh, but okay. so the first time I actually had cable was when I went off to college. Uh, so I was able to finally see something when they have a rerun on TBS or TNT or, or whatever it was at that time, you could watch three, four, five episodes in a row versus on regular TV, you know, you're get, you're catching one. Uh, and, and this was, um, you know, I was born in 77, so um, don't anybody do the math, but, you know, you're going through college in, in, in mid-90s. Um, yeah, like there, there was, streaming didn't exist. And so the fact you, you know, catch a run of three, four, five episodes on a Saturday morning, just hanging out on your couch, that was just super cool. Plus I never had that much time other than, that was my first time I actually had that much time to just sit on my butt. Um, so as, as I'm looking at sending a, a kid off to college shortly, I'm like, basically I'm just paying for a couple of years of you to just be able to hang out and go to class. Like, I want to do that. I, it was so hard to leave. Like infinite naps infinite social time infinite tv oh, time beautiful time we were definitely spoiled at at my school i went to creighton university and they actually had free cable in every room so just basic cable not you know like all of the all of the channels but that was that was definitely nice and of course i brought my dvd player because at that time i mean netflix was still very new and so I would just bring all of my DVDs or my seasons of shows on DVDs and we would watch those too. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think about it, like how accessible 
television is now where it's, oh, have you seen this? No, I haven't. And, you know, give them a week and they'll be able to watch the whole thing, you know, or if it's several seasons long, like, oh, I finished it in a month. Like I remember when Friends came out on Netflix for the first time before they pulled it away sadly, um, for, for people like Nina who love it, um, and might not have it on DVD, but, uh, I watched the whole thing in like two months and that's 10 seasons long. And it's like, what, 20 episodes per season. Mm -hmm. That was, that was a time commitment to get through that show, but it's nothing compared to, you know, people who watched it live over the course of 10 years. Like we are definitely very spoiled in today's times. It's so much easier to, to watch all of these shows. And even if it's not available on streaming, you can always, you know, find another way of watching it. I'll say <laughs> the sure. internet, the internet yeah. has some great, uh, you know, down low type of streaming options, if you will. Do you guys have striking again? <laughs> Do you guys have cable now? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Isn't it funny? Like, I mean, I grew up with, we had basic cable and then, um, like we got, you know, the extended, cable channels or whatever when I was a little bit older um my parents still have cable but they only watch like a couple channels and then I just stream everything it's just kind of funny how things change for sure yeah especially um with with just having internet and paying the internet fee and then well also subscription fees it kind of adds up to having cable you know Cable is so expensive too. It is anymore now too, because it's, I don't know, it's like they're trying to offer you something that streaming doesn't have, you know, these live shows, which speaking of, I saw that there are some things coming back late fall that are, um, you know, supposed to be in production right now. So crazy, like new content is coming out. It's, it's wild to think about, you know, all of that time where, there was nothing in production. Like films had to stop. Television shows were up in the air. Like, when are we going to start filming again? It's nuts. But I'm glad to see some sense of normalcy is coming back. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm still a huge sports nut and lot, lots of friends are still active coaches. Uh, and so to have no sports, no new content, minus podcasts. Um, that's that, that that's filled a huge gap, and and I think there's been a huge market for that, just with some lack of content. Um, I also think that's certainly causing a lot more anger um, for for people sitting on on message boards and Facebook and, and Twitter battles um, because of just some lack of productivity, lack of other viable options to uh, engage with some in some in some potentially healthier methods. So <laughs> and, and gyms getting shut down too. So you can't even de-stress that way. That's so true. I was thinking actually that, so we will usually, um, since we don't have cable, we'll usually do um, YouTube TV in the fall during football season because you can just pay for it like month to month. Um, but I guess I don't know what we're going to do this year because I mean, there will still be NFL. So there's that. And then some college football, but right. The, the college football that is available is not necessarily college football that I care about. So <laughs> I don't Ooh, know. Shots at the SEC. Ouch. Just really. <laughs> I saw that Husker season should be well, big, big 10, I guess, own? not just Husker after like Thanksgiving. They're thinking yeah. they might be able to start playing, but that it's so sad. I was looking at my memories the other day on Facebook and last year, um, 
a couple of days ago by the time of this recording. And it, it was the first Husker game of the season. And it was also my son's first Husker game that he watched, watched, I say very, you know, lightly because he was only three months old. So he clearly wasn't watching it, but it just kind of made me sad. I'm like, oh man, we won't have, you know, those those moments this year of, you know, tailgating or, you know, grilling out and watching the game or going to a game, you know, that's, those are some things I really miss, but it's also, it's so funny. I had this conversation with somebody the other day about like, what's the weirdest thing that you see when watching television or movies from, you know, before COVID that like freak you out now, like mine is seeing people share food or like a bunch of people in a room together, parties, big events like that. I'm like, oh my God, it like scares me. I'm like, what are you doing so close? Six feet apart. Like, it's amazing how quickly now that become, that seems like not normal now. Yeah, okay. I thought it was still the weird one right now. Just looking back at a, I, I watched the, the Jordan documentary. Um, I'm born and bred Chicago guy. So like all that stuff that was happening was, was stuff I lived through um, firsthand and, and to just see everybody just high-fiving and hugging makes me, doesn't freak me out. It just really reminds me of something that's, that we're missing right now. Uh, and so, and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just weird to go like, to ask somebody when you see them out and about like, Hey, are we fist bumping? Are we high-fiving? Are we air high-fiving? Are we back to hug? What are, what, where are you comfortable with this? Where have you been lately? It's yep. all weird. Yep. It, it really is. It is. I agree with that. Like the things that we're missing. I remember there was something I saw right when everything shut down, like, you know, mid March, um, how, you know, so many people, we're all, you know, glued to our phones, right? Or our computers or whatever, screens and, and being forced to do that, being forced to only communicate through a screen or, you know, not be able to leave your home, do everything virtually. We, we realize very quickly that the internet, as amazing as it is, and as amazing as our smartphones are, they will never replace true human interaction. And I think that's something that we really, really miss and when we watch these shows from even just as early as last year of, like you said, people hugging, high-fiving, things like that, that seems so weird now and, um, you know, kind of you're hesitant to do with anyone is it, it really, yeah, makes you think, you know, oh, we, there's a lot we take for granted, you know, that we didn't think about until we couldn't do it anymore. So sad. I wonder when things will, if ever, if things will ever go back to normal and not feel weird. I know. One thing that we were talking about before um, was, you know, just kind of, you know, pre-quarantine and all the things we used to do. But during quarantine, like that was a big time where a lot of people started binging a lot of stuff and, you know, getting to these shows and movies that they hadn't had a chance to see yet. But, you know, being stuck at home, now they have all the time in the world. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, Mark kind of answered it a little bit when I asked him his uh, questions before the podcast. What is some of the, your favorite things that you watched for the first time during uh, quarantine? Mine uh, busted out the entire Marvel series with the family. Had oh. you guys ever seen them before? That's impressive. I'd seen three of them, maybe four. Oh my gosh, did you love it? It was really, really fun. It was yeah. really fun, and we did it uh, in the chronological well, order. Well, and so, yeah, like the kids are now hyped. Uh, I'm not a huge superhero guy, it's just 
I enjoy it, but I'm out of my comic book face. Uh, but uh, now to kind of have some fun to go back and have, yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. A lot more pleasurable than I thought it would have been. I was like, all right, hey, are we just spending time? And then about like two movies in, like we're all amped up to go ahead. And you know, we actually spent one Saturday and did a triple feature th spread out throughout the day. Um, so that was, that was some quality time. We, we made something of, of some of our early quarantine time. That sounds like so much fun. Like what a, what a fun way to spend, you know, pass the time with your family. And there's what, like 10 of those films at least. I mean, oh, there's going. keep going. Oh man. I think there's, isn't there like 20? Jeez. Is uh, there? Uh, how's this? I'm going to take a look. Marvel movies. 18. How many? Uh, Full list. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's making me count here. That's this, this is going to take a, take a <laughs> let's talk on something else. Well, while yeah. you're counting that, Nina, what was your favorite thing that you watched over quarantine? Oh man, that's a really hard question. I feel like I've watched so many things over quarantine though. I was going to talk about that um, over the last couple of weeks, my husband and I have binged Ozark season three and Umbrella Academy season two, and they were both excellent and I was not ready for them to be over. You're not allowed to tell me Ozark. I'm just stepping into se uh, season two. Oh yeah, so much happens in every season. You have to pay attention. Yeah, definitely not a show that you can, you know, sit there and be on your phone at the same time. Like I'm all about those kind of shows that I can like multitask, but that's mm -hmm. usually the only, that's only the case if it's a show I've seen before. So I have a lot of, I have like cooking shows. They're not literally cooking shows. They're what I call cooking shows because I watch them while I am cooking because mm -hmm. I've seen them before. So I don't really have to pay attention. So like right now that's my rewatch of Shameless or also I really want to rewatch the first season of The Boys because season two, by the time this airs is out and I need to refresh because so much happens in that show and I, I need to remember what happens. Mark, did you watch that one? Nope. <gasps> Nina no, and I no. loved it. Oh, you need to give it a watch. It's on Prime, right? What are you talking about? Sorry. The Boys, season two. Oh, sorry, I had to check a text. <laughs> um, the Boys is on Amazon Prime, yes. Season two is coming out soon. Um, very violent it's an, show. Yes, it's very intense um, and hits on a lot of like really uncomfortable um, topics. For sure. But it's it's like a, like a, oh gosh, anti-hero film, if you, or show, if you will. It's like superheroes, but they're not who you think they are. Really shitty have, superheroes. <laughs> yeah, really, really interesting kind of, yeah, parallel to, to our, our lives. But I'm so excited for yeah. season two, so I'm trying to brush up on that. Um, and then, of course, you know, The Office is my go-to show. If yeah. I need something on in the background, something to fall asleep to, you know, just something that I'm okay if I miss, you know, a few minutes here and there. Jamie, do you ever go uh, nerd out and do the full uh, UK version of The Office as well? I have tried watching it, and... I don't know. I think I love the American office too much that I just can't get through the UK office. And I understand that a lot of people started with the UK version and were pissed when they found out there was going to be an American remake. And they're like, there's no way they can do it. There's no way it can happen. And on it sur surpassed the UK version in not only number of episodes, but I would say probably even just recognition. Um, but maybe I just really need to get past the first episode because the first episode of both versions is the exact same 
episode. Oh, yeah. Even I've watched, have you ever watched them side by side? It's rather hysterical. How like similar it is. But then after that, it's different, right? Like the completely different story. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and yet the overarching theme is, is very similar of uh, character wise, but yeah, the, the mishaps and, and, are, are, are unique to, to each, um, you know, continent. Which one would you say is your favorite then? Uh, American, not even close. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Well, I was also raised with some old school faulty towers, uh, and, some. uh, just a lot of the European humor uh, what, what was appreciated in my home early on. Um, and so there, 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 I'm, and I have a brother-in-law who, who's British uh, as well. So there, there's some, there's some good, some appreciation on some different style of humor, even if it's not a hundred percent my, exactly my, my love, but Hey, a little, little, little spice from across the pond is nice. Yeah. It's interesting. I love British TV shows. Yeah. I was TV just going to say like my favorite. It's so interesting how different they are, how different American humor is to, to British humor. It's definitely, it's, I feel like you have to have a certain sense of humor to appreciate it. It's kind of dry humor, but I like it. Yeah. Found out there's 21 current episode, uh, current different Marvel movies as of September, 2020 that have been released. 21. Oof. Wow. That's and you got through all of ours. Oh yeah. No, we, that was, that was a quick 30 days. <laughs> Lasted a lot of hours watching TV. Uh, well, it, w- w- yeah, Th- that first week of of shutdown ish, I remember as a recruiter were 16, 18 hour days because everybody seemed to know the answer and the, the everything changed <laughs> minute to minute, and the, it was it was it was constant work, and then. And then once that kind of lulled and we all said, oh, crud, this is going to be here for a while and nobody knows the answer. You started having to look for some disengagement, some refocus of your time and energy. And, and we, ours turned into movies. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, one of the first things that I remember watching was, was Tiger King, which came out right at the beginning. And that feels like an entirely different life when Tiger King was released, when we thought, oh, you know, this is temporary. It's just a way to distract ourselves. And now, you know, six months in, it's still happening, but uh, I guess not as strict as it was before. But yeah, uh, that was the first thing I remember binging through quarantine. I, I couldn't tell you what my what my favorite was. I would say maybe some of the shows that Nina and I have watched, um, the pilot seasons of um, like Never Have I Ever was a, was a really cute teen show that I liked, um, was a big fan of Onward, the Disney film that was supposed to be released in uh, theaters, but was just released on Disney Plus, um, was a big fan of that one as well. I'm a big fan of, you know, the kids shows too, as well with, with a young kid at home. Um, but Nina, did you ever say which, what your favorite thing you binged? I really liked The Politician also, um, for stuff one. that we watched and reviewed, but um, I, we just finished Umbrella Academy season two, like I said, and it was really, really, really good. Um, right now, that's probably my current favorite. Um, but I wanted to touch back on the superhero stuff because of Chadwick Boseman's death, which is horror, just horrible. So, so yes. sad. Yeah. Um, but it did prompt us to rewatch Black Panther the other night and just such an amazing movie. It is. Wakanda forever. No, I'm so sad. And I was, I thought that the, I thought the Black Panther 2 was going to be coming out soon because 
the first one came out in 2018. So I feel like it was kind of like on par to come out soon, but it wasn't supposed to come out until 2022. And I don't think that they, I think they had like just finished writing the script for it when he died. So I'm intrigued. I still think they're probably going to release it. I think to uh, Carrie, Fi uh, Carrie Fisher being passed away from the, right. Um, all of Star Wars and there's just enough things that they can do a lot of AI and edit out. Um, I still think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't envision the Marvel series turning down what was arguably one of their top rated, um, you know, it's certainly all have been well received, but that was fantastically well received. So I, I can't envision that being not, not finished, even if it's altered at this point. Yeah. I think that they'll still, I think that it'll still happen though. I don't know if they'll like want to rewrite parts of the script or whatever. Um, I had seen some like fan fiction of them, of like people suggesting having his younger sister like take over as the Black Panther and being the queen of Wakanda. So um, I thought that was kind of a cool concept. I would like to see them run with that though. She, in the, in the movie, she's like, I don't know, like 16 or something like that. So we'll see what happens, but just so sad r.i.p he's in so many good movies that i have not seen too so that's kind of what's up next on my watch list same same i really want to watch 42 i think it's um get on up as well he played a lot of very iconic roles and again we find out that he did all of this or at least you know his recent films all while battling cancer i mean true superhero if there ever was one on that note <laughs> to end it kind of in a sad place um uh, Mark, thank you so much for, for joining us on our podcast today. It was great having you. Um, before we let you go, where can we find you? Ooh. Well, uh, besides, again, the, the worldwide fun interweb here and looking for my mug shots, uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, not a Twitter guy, but Mark, M-A-R-K, last name Lau, L-A-U. Uh, look at any of our team photos up on uh, on Atlas website. Um, you can find me there. I'm the only six foot eight guy in the building, uh, although I'm not in the building, so figure that out. Uh, but certainly, uh, Mark M A R K last name Lau. I don't have it. I haven't done a lot of stuff on Facebook recently. I feel like that's been kind of a weird marketplace for for people to be shopping, um, and it's either been hit or miss. But I certainly live by my phone and try to engage as I can and where appropriate uh, and staying away from any rants, uh, good, bad, or uh, they're, they're just polarizing right now. So trying to stay away from parts of that, but I'm, I'm always watching to see where, where, where some ways that we can add some value uh, to, to conversations and really provide information and not just fodder. Absolutely. Um, well, hopefully we will see you in the office sometime soon when we all, we can all get back together it, it's funny when i when i talk to some of you guys who are who started off remote well we're all kind of remote now right um yeah. but even if it is through zoom good to see you mark thank you again for joining us and um thank you everyone for listening um make sure to tune in next week for another episode um and as always if there is something out there that you guys are watching that you think we should give a review please let us know and we'll add it to our list but until then keep on streaming see you next time Ciao. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. 
Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.